hey, just a heads up. This show contains some clips and quotes from the show Hey Dude for commentary purposes only. You can purchase this show in its entirety on Amazon or iTunes or stream it on Paramount Plus, which you should. It's a great show. Also, sometimes we say some naughty words, so audience discretion is advised. I just learned how to say wine for mom in Yiddish. Ooh, how do you say that? Uh, wine for mom. It's the same. <laughs> 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 the wine is pronounced different, and I already forgot how it's pronounced. Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, T. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. I like your uh, pillow fort. Thank you. It's made of blankets and... Love. <laughs> are you wearing a caftan? I'm wearing a caftan. What are you wearing? Sweatshirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's gray. It's as cool as I get. So anyway, this is a Hey Dude Rewatch podcast. It's called Yay Dude, if I didn't say that. Uh, we were supposed to record a couple days ago. Because I was not at my best. Whew, me neither. Well, yeah. What was going on with you? Okay, so I'm still kind of dealing with the aftermath of this, but uh, so what happened is I was taking my big old grocery bag to the grocery store and I filled it. it. It's this like really sturdy one. That's like a, it's like a reinforced box with some handles on it. And I filled it with lots of heavy stuff like, um. I had some Diet Coke in there and some – wait, maybe I shouldn't say – I had some Diet Cola in there. You know, just in case they mm-hmm. decide to sponsor us. So I had some uh, various heavy beverages and like pickles and junk. And it was all going fine. I put them in there and I was carrying it on my – like inside of my elbow – and it was fine. I got all the way up the stairs, brought it to the kitchen. And then as I was lifting it up onto the stove, one of the handles snapped. And I, like, fist <gasps> punched myself in the jaw. Oh, and so no. now, So now the problem is I have, like, like, lip trauma. So I got this big old canker sore here. It swelled up. Like, I had a fat lip. <laughs> and now I got this, like, sore that I'm trying to heal from. It was... Not pleasant. I am so sorry that you punched yourself in the face. I punched myself really hard in the face. Like, um, you know how I've always kind of wanted to get in a fight and be punched and punch somebody else? Yeah. I got to do half of that. <laughs> it's a lot more fun with another person. I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know what I mean by fun. I'm glad you got to have half an experience. I had half an experience. I got in a fight with the bag of groceries i almost found a human remains um but then (laughs) upon talking to the caretaker of the cemetery (laughs) and also a policeman (laughs) we learned that they uh were were dear dear remains and you could tell (laughs) because there was a hoof You're going to tell me about the hoof part when you said you were in a weird place for finding bones. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't know the difference between a hoof bone and a foot. Well, the hoof part, I did not clock as hoof. I clocked it as weird fungus because it was mostly buried. Um, uh. But we were in a cemetery. There were there was a pile of bones, and yeah. they they were long. They were very mm-hmm. long. They looked a lot like a leg bone. Um, Long-legged deer. And uh, turns out, so it was in the middle of nowhere. So we had to wait for hours until we got home to oh my God. Uh, call the um, the number on the sign. Uh, yeah. And she, what's the what's the sign say? If you find bones, call this. Um, it it's a it was a very small town cemetery, and it was like it, this is the caretakers. Oh. This is how you contact us if anybody if you know somebody that needs burying, call us. Maybe <laughs> if you find some stray bones and yeah. you want us to dispose of them. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, it was, I was out of sorts. And then the next day, um, the lady called me back and she was like, these are deer bones. Thank you for your interest. And I was like, what if the lady did it? And so (laughs) that's when I called the police and I was like, I need you to tell me that these are deer bones. And I texted a picture to the nice police officer. (laughs) Aww. And he had to ask around, but then somebody pointed out that the thing in the picture was actually a hoof and also that they were deer. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, speaking of hooves, you know where they got lots of hooves? At horses. At the Bar None Ranch, man. (laughs) Um, Before we start the episode, can I do a little detour to corrections trough? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I got a couple. Um, These are the ones I wrote down. Oh, no. Oh, I wonder if it's the same one as I have. Okay. Probably probably wasn't this first one that it wasn't. I didn't say anything incorrect. But when they I said they lived at a, a Radisson during their filming, mm-hmm. they did at the end when I think they probably got more famous. But at the beginning, they lived at a Ramada. Oh, OK. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. That's where the um, hang in their kitten poster was hanging. It was in a Ramada. And then number two. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. Remember yeah. I told you I had a big one? Mm-hmm. The gaffer is not a microphone person. That's not what a gaffer does. What the fuck does, does a gaffer this. do? I think they do shit. I think they do lighting and stuff. Shit. Now I'm going to have to do another corrections trough next week. Well, that'll what be the fine. Gaffer. Yeah, we're talking about the boom operators and maybe like a sound engineer. <laughs> well, yeah, so well, there you they, go. I, you know what I love about this show that we're what? doing right now is that we get to learn new things. I know. Just wait. I got another fun fact to teach you a little later. Um, yeah. Can What's I your tell mom's you the, correction? The correction from my mom. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. She used to live in the desert and she... Mm-hmm. She said that you said saguaro, <gasps> and it is pronounced saguaro. <gasps> oh, I blew that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did say saguaro. Saguaro. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank S- you, Nan. Saguaro. 
Oh, did you want me to bleep her name? No, I think that's all right. Okay. Thanks, Nan. We love you. (laughs) This is our second episode that we've said hi to your mom. (laughs) It's just that she's the best lady. She's so great. People who live in the desert know such things. God, I just alienated all of our listeners, didn't I? Yep. (sighs) Joe Torres, I'm sorry. (laughs) Is that what the name of the segment is actually called? (laughs) Hey, and I don't, we have not said this, I don't think, publicly. You don't have to watch this show to listen to the podcast, you know? I feel like... It's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great show, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not. Uh, it's not like Deadwood, right? Like you can probably just figure it out by what we're talking about here. I mean, it's very poetic, but it's yeah, not necessary. This is not a watch along podcast. We stop and start it regularly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and if you are trying to watch along, don't mm-hmm. do that. There's no telling what we're going to do next, I'll tell you. <laughs> we might have to stop right in the middle for a corrections trough. You want to watch some Hey Dude with me? This one's got some problems. Yeah. I Before we jump into it, should we say that louder? Holy yes. crap. This- Holy crap. There's some racist shit in here. Yeah. It yeah. makes me feel very sad and bad yeah it turns out ted's a dick all the time um one two three play yeah one two three play i always love when we open on mr ernst he's just i mean he's the face of the ranch right Mm-hmm. he's they're all standing there which i'm assuming there's the four teens and then there are a ton of other people so mm-hmm. i'm assuming they also work at the ranch but never yeah. see him again And they are not wearing uniforms. But the exciting thing is these stickers that he has put on all of these products that he wants to sell as Barnon Ranch branded merch. He's got barbecue sauce. He's got pickles, mayonnaise, boot polish, salad dressing, which I actually thought the boot polish looked kind of cute. That was probably kind of a good idea. And then... (laughs) He says, you mentioned, starts pulling out the apparel, <sighs> suspenders, bow ties, socks, and everyone's personal favorite, the bowler hat. Oh, my goodness. Why is he so bad at branding? Well, that's what I thought, too, Jess. Can I take you on another detour uh-huh. into the history of the bowler hat? fuck yeah let's go okay so first of all nobody wanted to wear the gd bowler hat because it looks dumb but Mm -hmm. is this true in all of history no it's actually (laughs) not it's just the teens on the ranch who thinks it looks dumb also it probably looks dumb because it's got that big band around it that says barn on ranch but the bowler hat also known as a billy cock or a bob hat or a bombin in spanish or a derby is a hard felt hat with a rounded crown. It was created by <laughs> London hat makers Thomas and William Bowler in 1849. All right. So here's the thing. Don't you always kind of think of it as like fancy man with the briefcase kind of Thomas Crown affair? Guess what, though? The bowler 
Not the cowboy hat was the most popular hat in the American West. The hat that won the West. Both cowboys and railroad workers preferred the hat because it would not blow off as easily in a strong wind while riding a horse or sticking your head out a window of a speeding train. And you know what? (laughs) Given the wind situation that is always present at the barn on ranch, this, to me, is an excellent piece of merchandise. That's a good technology. (sighs) So there you go. The bowler hat. The hat that won the West. Wait, where did you say it was invented? London. But once them uh, doodles, those Yankee doodles got wind of it, it made its way to the American West where it became the most popular hat out there. I I feel like I see bankers wearing it in Old West. Yeah. Like that. But they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mr. Ernst starts handing out these bowler hats and uh, they're putting them on. Melody and Ted both don't want to wear them. One of my goals in life is to find some stickers with his face on it because these stickers are all branded with his with Mr. Ernst's face. They look really good. They're beautiful. Really, they look like somebody. Uh, maybe Buddy drew them. Seems like a Buddy drawing. And then we open on a brand new scene. Oh my! Yes, that we've never seen before. Of the lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Melody's on a switchboard. Uh-huh. And there is bizarre keyboard music playing. Oh, my God. This music. That's all I wrote down in my notes. This music. I, I, I'll i play a clip of the music. It's so good. good. Melody's sitting here working the front desk. Let me say. So we've got lifeguard, we've got swim teacher, we've got outdoor survival guide, we've got mm-hmm. waitress, mm-hmm. and now, oh, and bunk cleaner, stall mucker, and now you're telling me she's got to answer the phone too? Yeah. This yeah. is some, this seems like child labor law breaking over here, I'm telling you what. I don't think you're wrong. All right. Okay, so tell me about this guy. Well, he is... Tall and narrow and wearing an <laughs> orange shirt. Doesn't he have a narrow kind of ratty face? Like, well, don't. maybe that was rude. Was that rude? He's yeah, handsome. But he, well, I wrote down the word doofy as how I described him. You know who's who Who he has kind of the same look at as is uh, Dexter? Yeah, like if Buddy drew Dexter. <laughs> Robert Mamana. Is that his name? Was the actor. Well, I'm going to say the camera was not doing him any favors because I'm I'm trying to imagine this scene. It's like angled up at him, like Mm -hmm. from his crotch up toward his face. So he's like flipping through a magazine and you get like a, the perspective is pleated shorts. That's why he looks narrow. It's just like. The camera is angled from his crotch up. Why? Um, I would like to take a quick detour to Robert Mamana's IMDb page. Yes, please. This is his first TV appearance. No way. Yes. Good for him. What's his name in this episode? Do we find out? Bill. Bill, that's right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then he went on to be in two episodes of Star Trek Voyager mm. and an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Ooh. He was in number three years <laughs> and charmed <laughs> and the OC. You know it's not called Num Three Years, right? What? It's called Numbers. Mm, big news. Are yeah. you fucking ready for this? Yes. Bill Mamana was in oh. an episode of Dexter. Shut up. What was yeah. his, what was his role? Cop. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, now I remember that he cop was, in he Dexter. Was in Single episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Melody turns into a blithering and clumsy dummy, if you will. Just an idiot. Yeah. She, she's she got a crush. Yeah. She sees this guy and falls off her stool. Um, it's just, oh, and then they do this classic head bonk thing when they're both mm-hmm. reaching across the counter at the same time. Well, she's all tongue-tied because Bill, she comes to find out, mm-hmm. is vacationing here on his first summer after his first year of college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put a clip right here because... I said, he sounds like he's reading the script for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not exactly into that horsey stuff. And I haven't met too many kids here my age yet. Kids your age? You're like 19. That's not a kid anymore. Yeah. Like what? But she's 16. I get it. He's, He's only one year out of high school. But also just, I don't know, Bill, just chill out a little bit. Right? Am I right on that? Um, no, it's summer at a dude ranch. Anything goes. <laughs> I don't know. I If I were a 16-year-old girl at the dude ranch working the switchboard, my flirt game would be just as bad and I would be just as crushing. Well, Bill's into her too, I'll say, because uh, they make their plans here that they're going to go down to the lake later, mm-hmm, the two mm-hmm. of them. So, yeah, this is his first his first college summer. Yeah. Do you remember our first college summer? Um, Ever so vaguely. Was that the summer that I was selling knives door to door? I don't think. No, you already had sold knives door to door because you brought some to college. (laughs) (laughs) I think you kind of tried to sell me some knives when we met. No, that was a very short and sweet. I think I just stopped going after (laughs) a little while. You didn't Um, actively try to sell me knives, but you did keep some and you did tell me how good they were. They were great. Uh, cut myself a lot on them in the instructions. <laughs> when you cut yourself in front of clients was, uh, I mean, these are hella sharp knives. And that's yeah. great news because dull knives are going to give you infections. Well, is that what you said? Was this yeah. your pitch? Yeah, because oh. I cut myself all the time. Oh, God. No, the first I went back to my hometown um, that summer. And that was the only summer I went back. But I missed you so much. I came down to your parents' house and we went to the movie store and we Mm -hmm. got Cannibal the Musical. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. That's funny. I just listened to the You're Wrong About about the Donner Party. Mm. Um, Yes. Yep. That was a good one. Back fond memories. We Mm -hmm. made Chinese cuisine. 
Oh, yeah. I saw pictures of that. Your mom had to tell us how to do it step by step, basically. Yeah. We also had a a cookbook. We did. That's a cute picture. Maybe I'll find it and we can post it on the Insta. Uh, Okay. So they're going to go on a date to the lake. What was your very first, uh, like, date? Uh, Where it just was me. You and a boy. Well, yeah. (laughs) Presumably. (laughs) Me and another uh, person of romantic interest. Um, Because, you know, in middle school, we did the whole, like, we're all going to go to the movies thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. I feel like my probably first, like, real date date was probably with my first boyfriend, Randy. Yes. Yes. My first date date. I went to see the Anne Heche R.I.P. Um, we went to the remake. It was Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche in Psycho. Do you remember that one? No. Yeah. We went to see Psycho. Huh. Yeah. That sounds. Yeah. Very romantic. How about you? Yeah. Um, my Mine was actually romantic. It was uh, Titanic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my middle school boyfriend, his mom picked us up, mm-hmm. picked me up. He was in the car. He brought me, he brought me roses. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Little, little Jamie. Do you know what I did? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. spouse was out of town the other night. It took a couple of nights, but I rewatched Titanic. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know, but I did it. And you know what? It's okay. Um, Mr. Ernst is playing dress up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't know either. He tries on a sombrero mm-hmm. that is not branded. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just a like a knit cap. Yep. Uh, he just basically just goes through a real big, quick cultural stereotype little montage here mm-hmm. he does Putting a german on. hat mm-hmm. and then he seem- says stick with that bowler and he's like yeah i like that the reason why he goes back to the bowler is because after he puts on a sombrero he can't roll his r's well enough so he's like oh forget it mm-hmm. it's a good reason hola me llamo bean bienvenido al barman barman Bar, 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 forget it. This is a problematic episode. It's just. <sighs> but he looks good in that bowler and the matching bow tie and the matching suspenders. And I'm assuming matching socks. And you know who else looks great in it is Brad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She sure does. She doesn't think so, but I think she looks cute as a button. I do too. But she does call it a fashion-conscious person's nightmare. Yeah. And then Melody's like, I'm having a nightmare, too. Mm -hmm. There is a cute boy. So we've checked in on this a couple of times. Bechdel test. They have Mm -hmm. passed it once. Yeah. So they're good for the rest of the show. They're good for the rest of the show. (laughs) Because they sure didn't this time. It it came in. It was hope for a minute. Because talking about clothes. But immediately... Back to talking about boys here. And yeah. uh, she's talking about Bill. And Brad thinks, yeah, of course you you know what you're doing on a date. You know what guys like. And Look uh, at all the magazines. Yeah, guess what? Those magazines, they don't tell you how to behave on a first date with an older guy at a lake. 
In any one of those three <laughs> magazines, there's no yeah. specific article about that. Did you read magazines like, uh, what is she, uh, Mademoiselle and Marie oh, Claire? God, you know it. When I was their age, though, say I graduated to like Mademoiselle and like yeah. Cosmo and these different things. But back at their age, you know what I had? 17. Sass- Sassy magazine. Did you have Sassy? Whoa. Oh. No? God, so good. Was that the like super sexy one? No, I don't think it was sexy at all, but it was the cheapest one. Okay. So that's why when the magazine order came around at school, that was the one I got because I think it was the cheapest subscription. God bless it. That was a good magazine. Now I was like, I'm going to read my Rolling Stone. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you were cooler than me, but you probably didn't get to take all these cool quizzes like um, and read these articles like Melody had, how to keep passion alive in a marriage, mm-hmm. the dangers of dating your boss, yeah. what to cook for a man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What magazines is she reading? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to find any advice about going on a date with an older guy at a lake. Certainly <laughs> she businesses. Not. And she comes around to acknowledging that Ted is kind of a guy. Kind of. And that he might have some advice. I love the way Brad says, yeah, kind of. I I think she says it so well. I really, really, <laughs> really liked that end of that yeah. scene. Um, but she's going to go to Ted for some advice. I, Brad, again, she's done this a couple of times now, actually gave some sort of sane advice, which was – why don't you just be yourself on this date? Mm-hmm. But no, instead she's going to go talk to Ted because, yeah. you know, he's kind of a guy. And, you know, it's interesting what Ted says. He 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 likes the be yourself advice too, but he's mm-hmm. concerned that she's not going to be able to be herself because of her nerves. Right. I actually so. thought this was – I'm glad that they made mention of that. It wasn't like yeah. – Melody, you suck the way you are. It was, no, you're fantastic, but you're going to screw this up because you're going to be too nervous. So what they're going to do, and this actually, it makes sense, is they're going to learn by doing. They're going to practice this date. So Melody and, and and Ted will practice, which, by the way, practice date, that's one of my all-time favorite episodes of Parks and Rec. I don't understand why Brad was not forthcoming with advice. No, me either. I also don't understand here is what was Mr. Ernst's strategy with this merchandise? Because I feel like he printed too much. It's expensive, right? And he's got so many different things. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching. I'm just looking at her in this hat and it's making me think like, I mean, you you printed some stickers recently, yeah? I did. Um, I got a very good deal um, with uh, 10 stickers for $1. But if you do more products, the more expensive it gets. I just can't imagine that he's going to make much money off of these, all these items. But anyway. But I do really like uh, the bright silver collar that um, Cassie's wearing. Yeah, that's actually what made me think of it. And that scene just came up for me, too. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, that probably not going to be a real big moneymaker. I don't I think Cassie's the only dog I've seen. So. Well, best of luck to you, Mr. Ernst. Oh, but here he comes. Wait, is Ted wearing his hat under his hat? Sure is, and I think we were exactly synced up on our watch here. 
Nice. Yes. He is wearing his bowler hat under his cowboy hat, just in case Mr. Ernst comes by. Melody here is able to be honest, unlike with Bill. She just says, you know, it's not really my my style. And he tells her, you don't want to wear it, you don't have to. Then he replaces it with a top hat. Yep. Which I couldn't find record, really, that the top hat was uh, a hat that won any region of the country. We're about halfway into this episode. They're just about to start doing, finally, the thing that the episode's called about. Yeah. The rehearsal. Yeah, rehearsal for romance. Mm -hmm. They're about to start the practice date now. At Ted's School of Romance. Do you think that he's been on many dates? I, you know, you would think so because, like, he's got such a cute face. I know. He's adorable. But sometimes I wonder. Here's the first tactic is everything he says, say, that's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. I don't think I'm capable of saying that. Are you? Do no, I wouldn't do that. That's dumb. I would say that's dumb. The basic getting to know you questions, what do your parents do? Where do you go to school? My basic getting mm-hmm. to know you questions are like, what do you think happens after you die? And mm-hmm. please tell me what pharmaceuticals you're on. <laughs> <laughs> the other tactic here is that guys love it when you talk about sports. Yeah. Um, but only Serious sports where you can get injuries. Because uh, Melody says she likes figure skating. And he's like, no, no. It has to be a serious sport where you can get injured. And I wrote in my notes, uh, Nancy Kerrigan, anyone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. But you know what? That hadn't happened yet. What? So he didn't he didn't know how dangerous figure skating could truly be. Oh my gosh. Because that happened in nineteen ninety-four. They're heading down to the lake to practice the lake walk. I was gonna ask you now that they're down practicing this lake walk. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll see any signs of the backpack? I wondered that. Did I you was hoping beyond hope. <laughs> There's still a chance for our dearly departed backpack. Maybe. I do the accidental brushing of a shoulder oh do you do that i think i used to do that i mean it's nice i'll tell you what she's not very good at this pretending to bump into his shoulder no who says that she could pretend to drown in the lake what or did i just write that oh yeah no it's danny it's danny i think the point from danny being ted's ideas are also dumb just be yourself because he starts telling an old indian fable Uh So a deer is walking along and it slips on a turtle. Is that what happens? Uh And it, you know, oh, God, maybe that's what happened at the cemetery. Um, (laughs) Maybe it slipped on a turtle. And turned to bones. (laughs) Yep. So anyway, the fox got an idea because he's like, well, I'll just lay down on the ground like the turtle did and the the. The deer will step on me, and then it'll fall down, and then I could eat it, I guess. I don't know. The foxes are what. squishy, and turtles are mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And that that deer squished up that fox real good. And the moral of the story is, don't, oh, my God, and here's where the racist shit comes. Oh, my God, Ted. Yeah, I just have a big <sighs> note that just says, oh, no, Ted is racist. 
Yeah, mine goes, uh, slur? Question mark, question mark. And then, um, yeah, the moral of the story here from Danny, who, they do this thing, and it, it's like such a trope of like, oh, you know, the the indigenous person is, is wise. Like, you know, he's still a teenager. He's probably also a dumbass. A yeah. <laughs> but in this, he gives us very good advice that I think Brad also tried to give. It's just like, just be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Yeah. So just anyway, go they, hunt they, that man of a deer and get beat him up. Yeah. The moral of the story is if you're a deer, look out for turtles and slip. You'll end up in a cemetery with your bones sticking out and somebody's going to call the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you. Melody's get is ready now for this date and she's waiting at the corral for him to show up. What what do you think of her outfit? All right. So Melody's got white kids, purple socks, a floral skirt, and a vest shirt. And a nice side ponytail. I hate this outfit. I hate it so much. It makes her look like an eighth grader. Because I am sure I had that outfit in eighth grade. Thank God you say that. I wasn't sure if you would like it, but it's so bad. No, it is not a high schooler outfit. But her hair looks really good. Yeah, it does. So here they go off, skipping to the lake, her and Bill. Yep. So Melody's trying to do the tactics that that Ted gave her, and she's hearing his... She starts to first act kind of normal, and then um, Ted's voice is in her head. Yeah. And then she... Then she trips over the top of Bill when she tries to shoulder bump him, but he's tying his shoe. Mm-hmm. Some good physical comedy in this one yeah. from Christine Taylor. She does a lot of good falling down in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's think about this. Like Episodes like this of television kind of taught me that I needed to be nervous on dates. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't understand. Um. Yeah, it just manufactured drama. Right. There was no, I mean, he clearly liked her uh-huh. and wanted to, but not enough to. <laughs> Sorry, they approached this small rock that Ted thought they could both sit on. And Melody says, oh, would you like to sit here? And he says, sure. And he just sits on the whole rock. Yeah. Well, Melody, your man here is kind of an idiot. What he he really thought you were just going to stand while he sat on this rock? (laughs) I mean, clearly she meant both of them, right? Clearly. So now she's just standing next to him while he sits on this rock. Mm -hmm. And she She tries to get on sitting, and he falls down, and Mm -hmm. she tells him that she catches a puck at a baseball game. Mm -hmm. It's not going great. Now, they're going to get up. She's, she explains how sorry she is. She's just not being herself. But then she's holding a rock. <laughs> he says, looks like a pretty good skipping stone. Oh, my God. No, it does not. No. He clearly no. needs somebody to teach him how to skip stones. It looks like a geode. Yeah. No, it looks like it's a thunder egg. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't skip that, dude. Everybody knows that. What's the first thing you ever learned about skipping rocks? Flat, 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 flat rock, flat, 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 flat. Everybody yeah. knows you need a flat freaking rock. Bill, this is just like a big old chunk of pumice. He's uh, here's what I wrote. What a fucking idiot. He's supposed to be in college. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't taken geology yet. I 
like the part where no, I fucking hate the part <laughs> where Melody steals Danny's story for her own. Yes. Why? She tells him the fox story. And he's like, if you ever have any more of those great stories, let me know. What the fuck, white people? Yeah. And she's just like, yep, I that's my very own story. I made it up all by myself. It's just uh, l- let's appropriate everything, huh? <sighs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. The Bar None merch didn't sell. Yep. But Melody does get to hold hands. She does get to hold hands. I'm happy for her. And there's some beautiful music, and she comes running back, and she's so happy. Yeah, I mean, Melody, you could say, hey, Danny, I appropriated your story. She doesn't, though. Um, and she, But she does say, I owe it all to you, Ted. Because uh, she just did the opposite of everything he told her to do. Mm-hmm. That seems about right. Yeah. That's how I get around town. I just turn the opposite direction of wherever I think I should turn. That's my strategy, too. Is it? It works. Now, they're holding hands and sharing their addresses. And uh, they'll write each other. Yeah. I love getting to know somebody through words. Now everything is text, text, text. And you just it's not the same. Ugh. Ugh. What do you think of these uh, giant foam cowboy hats I want they're going to try to sell? I want one so bad. Yeah? No. I th- <laughs> think Sorry it's for a lying. bad... <laughs> I think it's a bad choice for a piece of merchandise for a ranch that people probably travel to. Yeah. Because... That's not going to fit in get your that- carry-on. Right. How are you going to get that home? Well, that's the end of this one. Oh, what did you learn today? Ah, I thought this one was kind of a stinker, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the shit that they said about Danny. Not at all. No. And that that was just apparently just glossed over it. And uh, number two is that uh, I still haven't seen who sleeps in the other two bunk beds. Yeah. That that was my big takeaway, too. (laughs) Yep. Was that what you learned? Um, I think that I'm just getting a much better idea of the landscape of racism that we grew up in. Yeah. And this is going to be one of those things where, you know, there's there's a ladder of of growing in your journey toward anti-racism. And, you know, this is a point in that ladder where it's like, you think you're doing a really good job, and then a few rungs up, you look back and you're like, "Oh, good, that's cringy." Yeah, I think there were a lot of points in this episode where they were probably, or not just this episode, but the show as a whole, where the writers were probably patting themselves on the back pretty good. Yeah, about you know inclusivity and and Danny being such a great character and mm-hmm. you know they're representing native american people and not bothering with the fact that he uh was not uh joe torres you know if you're listening i think you probably know that already but um yeah there was just i think now it's one of those things that you could probably look back on and realize you kind of fucked it up but it tells you more about where we've been that they were probably quite proud of this. This mm-hmm. level was like, yeah, we're nailing it. Yeah. 
I I think I made an audible gasping sound at Ted's uh, slur. It was yeah, I so gross. Did. It was um, so gross, and the fact that like that wasn't a, a considered a slur because you could just say it on a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, I learned about bowler hats, though. I really did. I that was a good one. Loved that you brought that to the table. Oh, Thank you. I'm so sorry about the way I said cactus. Yeah, saguaro. Thank you. My mom will be gratified that you. But I lost a lot of listeners. I'm sorry, Jess. That's okay. That said, if you are still listening, we would love your ratings and reviewings. We would love your ratings and reviewings, and you can email us at yaydudecast at gmail.com, or you can visit us on Instagram or Facebook, yaydudecast on Instagram, and, you know, just search our page on Facebook, and give us a comment, a like, you know, whatever. Yeah, we love the word. talking to you. Tell somebody about the show. Give us an email or a message if you want to come on the show and talk about your favorite episode. Yes. And what do you got? Trough watch. Oh, zero troughs. Zero troughs. We had a couple of people Mm -hmm. do some other kind of dumb things. Falling off rocks. Some other gags. Falling off rocks and bumping heads and whatnot. There, There was nary a horse in this episode. There was nary a horse, nary a trough, nary a Lucy. I bet Lucy would look good in a bowler, though. Mm, I bet. Yeah. What do we got uh, Joe Torres watch-wise? You find him? Nope. Did you? Mm, nope. I did do too much looking. I'm embarrassed. I'm not going to tell you where I was looking because I think I got some hot leads. <laughs> but uh, I... God almighty, I spent way too long looking for Joe Torres. I went and I went deep. I went deep in the paint here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, yeah, Joe Torres. I mean, just let us know you're okay. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Live your life, I Joe mean, Torres. I don't need to know. But God, I want to. Okay. We've got a few more episodes of this of this show. I mm-hmm. think by the end of it, I want to marry Joe Torres. <laughs> we are so smitten with you, Joe Torres. So if you want to get married, Jess is reachable at yaydudecast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for podcasting with me, T. Um, Thank even, you. Even when weeks like this are really hard, what with finding uh, finding bones, punching ourselves in the face, and mm-hmm. dealing with some real fucked up shit. I love it, and I love you. I love you, too, and I love it, and I love um, that we get to do this and look forward to it every week. Me, too. So I hope our listeners do, too. Well... We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Be well, Joe Torres. Good night. Be well, Joe Torres. We hope you're well. And what do we say? Bye for now. I love you. Bye for now. I love you. Bye for now. Yay. Yay.